I'm Michael Fox, the publisher of the Prospector News, and this is the Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly for December the 8th. And joining me, as he always does, is the mercenary geologist, Mickey Falp. Welcome, Mickey. Thanks a lot, Mike. So a little bit of history before we get started here. 90 years ago this week, specifically December the 5th, but 90 years ago this week, prohibition was ended in the United States. And uh, given the markets this week, uh, we all have an opportunity to drink and forget about them. So let's uh, let's kick off on that happy thought. Now, people in Windsor, Ontario were not pleased with that, I'm sure. No, they weren't. And neither was the Seagram's family and the Bronx. Exactly. So what uh, what happened in the markets this week? Uh, gold looked like it went back uh, to where it started two weeks ago. Yeah, it became a risk on environment this week. So gold fell back. It actually spent most of the day less than $2,000. Had a little bump at the end of the day, close at 2003, but that's still off off over 3%. The other thing that happened was the dollar made a big jump. So, of course, uh, the gold and other precious metals are down in that scenario. Silver lost almost 10% to close at $23. Uh, I would submit it got way ahead of itself last week at 25.41. And so that correction was not unexpected. Platinum lost 1.7%, lost $16 to close at 9.18. And palladium lost another 5.5% to close at 9.29. That's going to be its low since sometime August, perhaps, of 2017, over six years ago. And not only that, but the platinum-palladium ratio uh, almost made it to one at 0.99. And once again, that's uh, the highest ratio that we've seen in six years. Yeah, and you've been calling for the palladium market to uh, to spin downwards for quite a while, and uh, yeah, it seems to be uh, moving in form. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be moving to to form as uh, as predicted by Mickey Phelps. So, um, copper and the industrial metals um, they couldn't get a bid this week either. No, copper was off a nickel, and but it was up a nickel today so it was off a dime yesterday uh just a little factoid here a nickel in the united states is 80 percent copper and 20 percent nickel so for whatever that's worth uh closed down there's a bunch of recession worries and uh concern about chinese demand it's in very strong contango though with the cash to threes up three cents uh, as we speak at market close today. Close at 3.79, that's uh, a 1.3% loss. Yeah, the Chinese worries are starting to uh, creep ahead again. Uh, I read a couple of reports, uh, the Chinese shadow banking is uh, becoming a concern again. We'll have to, We'll have to keep our eyes on the East oil in spite of OPEC's meeting and saying that they're going to have production cuts that didn't do any good oil's down again this week yeah there's once again recession worries uh real demand 
problems, especially from China, uh, as demand continues to go to go south. Uh, it was traded below $70 for a considerable part of this week. Uh, it did recover today to close at 7120. Uh, but that's still off. Uh, oil's been down. What is it? Something like, uh, let me look at the chart here. Six of the last seven weeks. Let's go through the numbers. Rigs in the U.S. plus one. Production dropped just a tad to 13.1 million barrels a day. Inventories were down another 4.7 million barrels, uh, but that didn't do any good to, for the WTI price. Imports jumped to 7.5 million barrels per day. One thing I have noticed is during the Biden years, we get these crazy volatile uh, import numbers from week over week. I don't really know why or what that has to do with anything. It's just an empirical observation. Uh, refineries up another 250,000 barrels to 15.8 million barrels a day. Now, those are four-week averages. And uh, so this may re, uh, reflect uh, gear up for a holiday driving season. Gas prices are lower once again in the United States, the lowest since January at 3.18 a gallon. And gasoline stocks remain very tight. Uh, more bad news from Canada uh, for their oil and gas producers. Uh, there are is yet again a TMX pipeline delay. Uh, some court said uh, you can't put a smaller pipeline in for the 1.4 kilometers that remains to be built. Yeah, well, there's nothing like government uh, uh, incompetence to uh, delay a perfectly good project. And uh, uh, you looked at the other bit of bad news. They want to put a uh, cap on emissions on Canadian uh, gas production, oil and gas production, which will uh, further hamper the industry. Uh, good, you know, good luck with just, that in the province of Alberta. Ah. Yeah, well, Alberta is already challenging uh, whether or not they can, given the constitutionally resources or provincial jurisdiction, uh, they're already uh, putting together a challenge constitutionally that the Fed can actually do that. So time will tell. But uh you know, the the war on gas is uh, strong in Canada, just as it is south of the border with the Biden administration. Yeah, except uh, we pay three eighteen a gallon, not uh, $2 a liter, so. <laughs> yeah, well, don't tell Biden, but, uh, you know, you have the opportunity to tax the hell out of uh, a gas, gas at the pump. So uh, he hasn't cotton on to that, but shh, I won't tell well, him, he has don't tell. Let me uh, clarify there. Uh, the federal government, uh, most of the taxes on and the differences in gas from one state to the other is due to state taxes, not federal taxes. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the other energy, uranium continues on its uh, its march upwards. It's uh, one of the few uh, bright spots this week. Upward momentum is unabated. 
it was up another what uh, 75 cents per pound this week closed at 81.63 uranium has been up seven of the last eight weeks um small cap equities and notice i said small cap not nano cap or micro cap we're talking small cap something that's got uh, market caps uh, that would qualify for the Russell 2000 and there's three or four of those in the US um, those equities uh, continue to be stronger with at least 52 week highs met this week uh, one thing I did pick up this week that nuclear power in 2022 uh, supplied less of the world's electricity than it has since the early 1980s and if you recall that was uh, during the the nuclear scare about Three Mile Island which devastated uh, certainly the North American nuclear uh, power industry and it was systemic across the world too yeah however on a uh, brighter note at the uh, cop 28 meetings uh looks like the environmental movement has uh finally acknowledged that you that uranium and nuclear power has got to be part of the solution and isn't the enemy any longer so we'll have to see where uh, that goes over time or if they change their minds again masturbation but. my friend <laughs> it is but you know they talk out of one side of their mouth and then they switch over and talk out of the other side so yeah how did things look on the money market this week well dollar continued to be strong it closed up uh closed just below 104 so that is hang on a minute i'm scrolling that was uh 77 basis point uptick close at 103.98 the euro was down 1.3 percent down 15 basis points to close at 107.5 the loonie also lost seven tenths of percent to close at 73.61 10-year treasury uh went below uh i think it closed yesterday something around 4.12 or thereabouts it had a big bump today close at 4.23 so it was actually up a tick on the week yeah uh that stronger us dollar is going to certainly put a few headwinds into the the metals markets um as we look at the stock markets i'm reminded of a famous art cash and saying which is uh the trading resulted in a waste of a clean shirt and car fare um things look pretty flat across the board yeah the market was and it, it the u.s markets have been up six weeks in a row and that includes the major ones plus the dow transports plus the aforementioned russell 2000 so it's been quite a run they were essentially flat this week they were up today uh on what i would call a middling jobs report at best that said the dow uh, was up two ticks to close at 36.248. S&P 500 gained nine points, closed at 46.04. The VIX remains low at 12 and a half. NASDAQ had a pretty good week, up seven tenths percent to close at 
14404. Uh, speaking of that jobs number, if you delve into it, 25% of the, what was it, 190,000 jobs supposedly added, a quarter of those were government jobs, and 50% of those were in healthcare and private education. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, I would submit that the healthcare is probably solely uh, due to the fact that uh, they got to hire more people uh, in these giant hospital bureaucracies and, and big pharma that run the medical system in the U.S. That's a possibility. It's also possible they needed to hire more nurses for all the geriatrics in Congress and the Senate. <laughs> well, one of those is gone, but we still got a half a dozen that need to go. Um, up north here in Canada, you know, as would you would expect, the TSXV was down uh, quite a bit this week. Yeah, and it had a bit of a rally today. Uh, it was 5.33 earlier today. It closed at 5.38. That's still down uh, eight points on the week. And what it looks like to me, we've had a significant increase in volumes this week, uh, probably up at least a third. And so this is tax loss selling, uh, and that took it down. And once again, we expect the nadir on this to happen a week from today, December 15, plus or minus two trading days. Uh, so uh, we've watched this happen year after year after year uh, as tax loss season basically culminates on December 15th, although uh, traders got anywhere from what, uh, four, five to maybe in the U.S. another seven or eight days to trade before the end of the year. So folks, get your stink bids in now if you're so uh, inclined. Yeah, next week would be a good week for to have those uh, those filled in. Apart from the tax loss selling, Mickey, um, Christmas is starting to get around the corner, but what's on the platform next week? I know there's a Fed uh, rate meeting on Wednesday. Yeah. That's true. So that's December 13th, Wednesday. And then, of course, we'll have Powell giving another uh, episode of Nothing Speak uh, after the meeting. And also on the agenda next week is uh, the CPI number for November. Uh, we expect that to be uh, down a bit, basically, because oil prices went down and of course, everything uh, that's transported or sold or moved in the U.S., uh, you need oil to do that. Our Rolling Stones song this week, and it's got nothing to do with anything, except I've been listening to this song, and I love it. It's the Rolling Stones, 80-year-old rock and roll, and it's called Bite My Head Off, and it's got a bit of a punk uh, tone to it with uh, uh, basic chords and Paul McCarthy comes in on fuzz bass at one point. It's a real rocker and the Ronnie Wood solo at the end of the song is to die for. So bite my head off. You should dial it up and listen to it. It's amazing to me these guys are pushing 80 years old and can 
still rock and roll like this. Uh, that's that's a beautiful thing when you have really good genes. And as the uh, as the uh, meme says, we start to have to stop worrying about the kids we're leaving. You know, the world we're leaving our kids, and we should start to the kids start to worry about the world that they're leaving to uh, Keith Richards and Willie Nelson. Well, I'll try. I'll agree with uh, the Keith Richards part of that. I'm not much of a Willie Nelson fan, I must admit. No, no that's fair. There's two completely different genres. Um, <laughs> poll, well, poll question. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Other, other than they're they're both like really old and and timeless. That they they're they're going to go forever. Well, and this is true, but, uh, you know, uh, Keith Richards did a lot of hard drugs. I wouldn't doubt that he still does a lot of hard drugs on occasion. Uh, and Willie Nelson, just a marijolic, and uh, he's so mellow, he'll make you fall asleep if you listen to one of his songs. So I'll vote for Keith Richards there. Our poll question this week is, which of these resource commodities will have the best performance in 2024? Your choices are copper, gold, oil, or uranium. I think gold is uh, on the verge of a breakout. We've had a triple top, and I think this time when it crashes through that top, it's going to keep going. So my, my bet's on gold. Well, my bet's on oil. It's been depressed. It's not at its yearly low right now, but it's uh, it's pushing it. So I expect the oil market to rebound uh, quite vociferously in 2024 uh, as demand picks up. Well, I, I'm vested in both oil and gold lately, so I'm hoping that we're both right. Well, I've been in... Uh, invested in uranium for quite some time and I know a lot of people are get, getting on the uranium bandwagon but as a contrarian I like to look at where things are at and where they came from and uranium is up 61% year to date and it's due for a bit of a correction I think yeah I think that uh, that'd be fair comment and uh but it's certainly been a good year to be a uranium bull, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to uh, next week and hopefully touch with the end of tax loss selling, and then we can start to uh, see the start of a Santa Claus rally the following week. So enjoy <laughs> your weekend, Mickey, and uh, we'll, we'll see where, uh, where Paul and the rest of the, uh, the market people take us next week. Okay, thank you, Mike. The Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly is syndicated by our friends at Kitco.com. Mickey Falp and his musings can be found at MercenaryGeologist.com and on Twitter at MercenaryGeo. And I'm Michael Fox, published at ProspectorNews.com. Thank you for listening, and please join us again next week. <laughs>